This is the Nona.fm Rewind Podcast. Recent interviews and segments that aired on Nona.fm. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Please share it with your friends. Welcome in to a Wednesday, October 5th. Let's take a look and see what happened on this day in history. 2001, Barry Bonds of the San Francisco Giants broke Mark McGuire's single-season home run record when he hit his 71st and 72nd home runs of the season. By the way, he finished that year with 73 home runs. 1970, PBS began broadcasting on TV became known for various programs, notably the children's shows, Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, of course, starring Fred Rogers, who went to Rollins College, by the way, lived in Winter Park. Steve Miller celebrating a birthday today. No, not the uh, golf instructor. I don't think so. We should ask Melanie. But anyway, Steve Miller, the uh, leader of the Steve Miller Band, turning 79 years old today, celebrating a birthday. Who else is uh, getting a year older on Wednesday, October 5th? Karen Allen of Indiana Jones Films fame is 71. Neil deGrasse Tyson is 64 years old today. Guy Pierce, probably remember Guy from uh, Mayor of Easttown, also Memento, Iron Man 3, turning 55 years old today. Josie Bennett, Bissett, I should say, of Melrose Place is turning 52. Kate Winslet, 47 years old today. And Jesse Eisenberg, uh, the social network also uh, was uh, in Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Jesse's turning 39 years old today. If you're looking uh, for something special today, do something nice day. It's also Global James Bond Day as well. International Walk to School Day today. Be good weather for that today. Get Funky Day. Kale Day is one of our foods. We'll pass on that one. It's also Pumpkin Seed Day. Pass on that one as well. It's also Random Acts of Poetry Day and World Teachers Day. Celebrate teachers around the world today. Whatever the case may be, make sure you make today, Wednesday, October 5th, extra special. It's Wednesday morning, hurricane or not. We always uh, have Kevin Kendrick with us on Wednesdays. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Curtis, and good morning to all of our listeners. And and we were on last Wednesday. We were. Okay. Hurricane or not, Wes, right? Right, right before, because uh, that night things got wild, so. It sure did. Let me tell you, I think we both underestimated, because uh, last Wednesday we were expecting it to be a Category 1 hit towards Tampa and then just kind of continue to go up through the, um, you know, the Northeast of Florida. And then ironically, we both talked about Charlie, how Charlie kind of made that last second turn and then turned into a monster. And that's pretty much what Ian did the exact same thing. And I would, and you can correct me based on your experiences talking to people. I think it, it fooled probably about 75% of the people like, you know, like you and I, people that were born and raised here and we're like, ah, it's nothing. Um, You know, the one thing I I will say I learned is, you know, my wife is not from Florida, so I need to make sure um, she feels safe and secure. And I will, I will do that from now on. I'll, I'll go out and prep the yard because I didn't do it uh, literally until maybe five o'clock that day. Uh, as far as like moving furniture around and so, but it was, it was definitely a, a doozy with all the rain. So we waited until late. What would some may have considered late to bring the stuff in from the yard, but 
I, I was comfortable when we did it. But yeah, the, the, that story shaped up to start looking worse and worse. It was like a Charlie times 10, though. But surprisingly, mm-hmm. I'm shocked the the lack of wind damage where Charlie, man, it I mean, I remember roads where every the whole road, as far as the eye could see, was covered in trees. And we didn't have that this time. This time, it was definitely the rain. Yeah, it was, you know, ironically, I felt it was more windy on Thursday morning and early afternoon as far as the wind goes. Yes. Uh, but to your point, I do think also, you know, Orange County, we've never had a bad and Osceola County and the Seminole County. Uh, Charlie came through and between the three hurricanes, they just knocked down every old tree. We didn't have a, a tree lifting program within the counties, uh, you know, as far as like trimming the trees on a consistent basis. So of course, you know, we learned. So now yes. trees get trimmed and uh, they're a little bit more, um, you know, less prone to, to wind damage from hurricanes. And so, but, but the wind uh, was definitely not as scary. Uh, you know, we didn't have that big howling wind coming through, but at two o'clock in the morning, uh, yeah. I, I was worried about my back, you know, with the pool overflowing, but I'm on a slope. So it kept, you know, the, the water kept flowing outwards to the conservation lot. But the, um, but then I go out on my front yard at two o'clock in the morning and the water's probably three to five feet from my front door. Um, and that was scary, you know, cause I'm like, holy crap, if water comes in my house, um, my, my wife will, you know, cause she was the one who's saying we need sandbags, we need this, we need that. And so I would have been outside digging a trench. Uh, and, but thankfully, um, you know, the rain started to slow down around three and, um, you know, a lot of flooding in a lot of Lake Nona and St. Cloud neighborhoods, but, uh, and I know the lakes are still rising. Uh, I know there's a lot of water damage in, um, in, in homes that, you know, for people that live off the lakes, uh, you know, and, and those people, you know, we want them to know that, you know, in our communities that, you know, if they need assistance, we, we will find ways to, to help them and get the assistance that they need. Yeah. And folks are still putting together, um, a, you know, still collecting things. I know Saturday we have an event coming up, uh, Lake Nona Marketplace. We're going to be collecting there. Uh, we're in uh, conjunction with Rethink Life Church, who's also collecting on Sunday. And mm-hmm. so they're going to be looking for items that can go to local families. These are, you know, yes, Southwest Florida was hammered, but a lot of a lot of resources are pouring into Southwest Florida. So we've got some folks that are helping out locally here too. Yeah, and I and I think that's important. You know, yesterday I shared a post on uh, Narcusi News about helping you know Riverdale Elementary School, which is the only school in Orange County Public Schools that did not reopen due to flooding mm-hmm. uh, and, and damage. And there's teachers in that school who who lost thousands uh, of dollars worth of classroom supplies, from you know reading centers to to materials. And you know that stuff can't be replaced. And of course, a lot of our teachers don't have. Uh, you know, the resources available. So, uh, you know, I, you've known me long enough to know that I'm always going to be a local, local guy. And, you know, my heart goes out to what happened in Southwest Florida. Uh, but we literally have homes like, you know, friends that I know that are, that live off of Lake Mary Jane, uh, and they have water in their house, like not, yep. not creeping up on their house, like in their house. Yep. And, you know, and they've lived in that home for, for 30, 40 years. And so, you know, we want to just me personally. Now, if someone's heart, is to to give to Southwest Florida or to go to Southwest Florida. Hey, that's that's amazing. I mean, just the simple fact that they're thinking about it, uh, you know. But I, like I said, I've just always been. I'm going to be that local supporter. So uh, I want to be able to help, you know, the friends and family that I know that that have a need locally. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, and the the problem with this is I was reading in the Sentinel. They said, you know, you could there was a particular Walmart in town here. You could be in that Walmart shopping, thinking everything's normal. And there are homes right behind that Walmart underwater. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it, it's very it's, it's very isolated. Yeah. In, in some respects. So I noticed the water had come across Cyril's Road last night and they closed that off late yesterday. So. Um, we're still seeing the water rise in parts of town, too. Yeah, and t- today is supposed to be the day that um, I know Osceola County uh, Commissioner Fred Hawkins, you know, I, based on just conversations with people on Lake AJ, Lake Toho, uh, he's been very responsive to, to the needs. And, uh, you know, what people don't understand is the way Florida's built is with all that the water that's been pumped in, uh, you know, it's got to go somewhere. And so unfortunately, as it continues to drain off of our streets, it, it floods our lakes and then eventually the lakes will go down. And so uh, today's the day that um, most people in Osceola County were told that we, they would start to see the waters recede uh, and go down. Um, and same in, in Orange County, you know, as far as uh, like the Lake Nona area uh, lakes. But uh, you know, for anyone that's listening, you know, I, I understand, you know, hey, you want to go out on the lake, but, you know, if you go out on Lake Mary Jane, if you go out on Lake Hart uh, and you're boating or you're on a wave runner and that creates ripples, well, that's now going into people's homes. Yes. And so, uh, you know, hey, give it, give it another week, you know, let the people uh, make sure that their their house is okay, or that the water start to recede before going out on the water and, um you know, because that's just sad, you know, and you'd hate to, I personally would hate to be that homeowner that's so worried about my house. You know, the first floor is already flooded and now you've got people out there on the boats. And of course, that's just causing more damage uh, on the first floor and, and potentially leading up to the upstairs. And it's bad for the boaters, too, because there are plenty of docks that are still far underwater and out of sight. Yeah, no, and- it is. It's sad. And I've seen that on Lake Whipperwill because one of our agents lives on Lake Whipper Will, and she sends us a video text of her, her backyard every day. And so it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely a scary, scary time uh, when you have docks and entire backyards underwater. Yeah, absolutely. Stick around. We're going to be uh, back with Kevin in just a few moments. We've got uh, uh, a play coming up at Lake Nona High School. We're going to be talking about that and much more here on Nona.fm. <laughs> Kevin Kendrick joins us every Wednesday morning here on Nona.fm. He's with the Kendrick team. We'll get a real estate update in just a moment, but uh, before we forget, let's grab your telephone number. Yeah, so if anyone has questions about real estate, uh, buying, selling, uh, you know, my personal cell phone number is 407-271-1854. Always good to call me or text me. If you call, leave a voice message. I'll call you back, Uh, but 407-271-1854. So we were talking about, I mentioned before we went to break, uh, we've got a play coming up this weekend at Lake Nona High School. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, sadly school was canceled. So these kids didn't get to practice. Now, I don't know if they got together on their own. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Uh, but but Gail Chase uh, has, has had the, the visual arts department. Um, I believe it's 
either she started in year two at Lake Nona High School or her husband did. I forget the story. One of them has been there since day one, and the other one came in year two. But she's just done a fabulous job. I, she'll give all the credit to the to the um, you know her team and to her to the students. And but Lake Nona High School puts out a lot of serious talent. Uh, kids that are already performing on Broadway, a few years removed from performing at the high school. Of course, we all know about Alyssa Ragu, uh, you know, with American Idol. But uh, this week is Into the Woods. And so uh, it's going to be another amazing uh, performance. So I know my wife and I, we're going to be there on Friday night. And so it's going to be an awesome time. And my wife and I, we've been going probably since 2014, 2015, uh, that we've been going pretty much every single year to all of their shows because for the price, and I don't even know what the tickets are, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, you can't beat it. And when you see these kids, you're just like, you can't believe that this is a high school production. And the neat thing about it is, um, there's a role for every student that's in the program. So, uh, a ninth grade student who's extremely talented might be on stage, but there's also kids who they like to to do costume design. They like to, to build the stages and they get graded on that, you know, as far as like designing the costumes or the graphic design. So it's not just getting on stage and performing. It is the entire, they do the entire process from stage design to stage development. They cut the wood, they put it together. And what you see on stage is 100% student done. Yeah. And, and I've had an opportunity to not only attend the plays but also to see that stagecraft uh up close and it is remarkably well done i I, there is so much talent in that school it's amazing yeah it, it it blows me away every year and literally every year we go and they're like it can't get any better and then it does. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it blows me away once once again every single year you just see it and they, you know, they just just they they just find they they find the talent they develop the talent the kids that already have the talent they make them better and so if i were a kid or i'm sorry if i were a parent uh and i had a kid who was on the fence about you know singing or acting or anything to do with you know building um i would find a way to get them tapped into the uh lake nona performing arts because it is top notch and if you attend the play you may not realize that sunday morning everything gets paused so that Rethink Life Church can have a couple of church services in the auditorium, and then everything gets cleaned back up, the stage set gets reset, and uh, and they go again. And I've watched that in ha- in I've seen that happen in action, and it is amazing the way that those kids respond and get the things flipped so that they can have the matinee Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's it's always been been neat to see these kids, and uh, once again, I mean, this is this is their livelihood. So that's why I I truly believe that they probably got together over you know when school was out yep. on Friday, Saturday, and Monday uh, to practice on their own. And and I would put money that Mr. and Mrs. Chase had nothing to do with that. They just did it because they know they have a performance this week. Absolutely. Stick around. We'll have more with Kevin Kendrick in just a moment here on Nona.fm. Every Wednesday morning, Kevin Kendrick joins us here on Nona.fm, and uh, we talk about various things across uh, the area. Of course, this week focusing a lot on the hurricane, Hurricane Ian coming through. Of course, that obviously put a pause on a lot of real estate activity, 
But uh, where do you see things going from here based on what happened? I, I know when Charlie and the, the, the Gene and Francis came through in um, 04 that we thought, well, that's it. It's going to crash down this, this, the, the uh, market as far as real estate. Actually, things picked up after the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the interesting thing is, so we had listings that were scheduled to go live on Thursday and we spoke with each of our sellers and we asked them, do you still want to go live on Thursday after the day, you know, literally the day the hurricane is hitting or do you, you know, and knowing we won't have showings on Thursday or Friday and then do open houses on Saturday and Sunday, or do you want to wait a week? And three of our buyers or sellers said that they wanted to go live on Thursday. They, you know, they're, they have a, a timeline and pushing it back a week did not, did not count. And, um, Curtis, I won't lie. There's people who, who said that we shouldn't do it. It was insensitive. And, uh, but these are all, we're Lake Nona homeowners where we traditionally do not lose power. And so, uh, we did not lose power. Three of our listings went live, uh, no showings on Thursday, no showings on Friday. We did not expect that. Uh, but we had, uh, at each of our open houses at all three properties, we had anywhere between five to eight families come through the door. Uh, two of those homes are under contract. We received multiple offers on two of the three homes and then our other home received an offer. And here we are, you know, almost a week later and they're still negotiating, uh, one of the offers that came in. So a lot of back and forth. So, um, there's still a demand for homes. We are still in a seller's market. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, there's buyers have more options uh, and buyers more have more flexibility with the way they want to craft their offer, which is definitely something they did not experience six months ago. But the uh, but today there's less homes on the market in Lake Nona and in St. Cloud than there was two months ago. So inventory is starting to creep back down. you know, and so right now, as of this morning, there's only 123 homes on the market in, in Lake Nona, uh, 32827 and 32832. Uh, whereas, gosh, almost a month ago, four weeks ago, we had about 160. And so, uh, people are still out there buying. Uh, you know, even though interest rates are coming up, guess what? What goes up will come down. I don't think we're ever going to see low threes, high two interest rates in our lifetime. I mean, we could. Uh, but even with people purchasing at a 6% interest rate, the, uh, the benefits of owning a home uh, far outweigh the, um, the lack of a benefit of having a, a 6% interest rate. And I think you and I, we've spoken multiple times. My first interest rate was 7.5% yep. back in 1999. Yes. Um, so a 6% interest rate doesn't scare me. Uh, my wife and I, we bought you know, once the, the market started to shift up. So our new home, we're at a 5% interest rate. Um, would I have loved a 3.25 interest rate if I bought six months sooner? Absolutely. But the 5% interest rate uh, does not scare me. And the benefits of, you know, the tax write-off with the interest on the home and then also the tax write-off with the property taxes will far outweigh, um, you know, what any, anything that the interest rate and the federal government might have for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I at least half of the homes I've owned were more than 6%. And like you say, probably, if I remember right, in the sevens, and I think I had one in the eights too. So it, and, but yes, I mean, it was fantastic the last couple of years, but you know, and we, we enjoyed it, but we kind of got really used to it too. But it, six is not bad. Not bad at all. No, and, and historically, 
you know, if we look over the last 50 years, I think the average is around seven, seven and a half. So we're, we're below the historical average. Yep. Uh, we still have a housing inventory issue, you know, not just locally or at the state level or even on the national level. Uh, so there's still people moving to Orlando and the state of Florida every single day. And that's why they're building apartments everywhere is because we can't build homes fast enough. I think uh, the last uh, the National Builders Association said we have a five year um, inventory issue uh, when it comes to building new homes in the United States. So we can't build the houses fast enough. And sadly, they can build in, you know, a 300 unit apartment complex, uh, you know, in, a, in just a matter of months. But they can't build 300 homes. You know, because, you know, with all the spacing and, and the way everything runs. So uh, so that's why they're building apartments and they're going to continue to build apartments. Um, but houses will continue to increase in, in value. And I'm sure that five-year estimate was pre-Hurricane Ian. Correct. Uh, uh, the amount of structures they're going to have to rebuild and repair in southwest Florida, especially, is just astronomical. So that's going to be another strain on uh, supplies and especially labor. That's going to be the big thing. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing too, is, you know, when it comes to the labor, uh, you know, if the apartments, you know, if I'm building an apartment and I want workers and I need workers, I'm just going to go down to David Weekly or, or Pulte and I'm going to ask these guys, I'm going to say, how much are they paying you? Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll give you an extra two bucks or we'll give you a hundred dollar bonus per day or 50 bucks per day. Um, and and we're seeing that with you know a lot of our apartment builders and then also our custom builders. So where I live, I live right across the street from Lake Nona. So they're building a couple of you know two three million dollar homes across the street from me. And those guys were working until eight o'clock on Wednesday before the hurricane came, and they were out there on Friday. And those guys work seven days a week. And talking to one of the workers, and they say because they pay us better than anyone else will. Yep. And so they need to make the money and, and they're on a timeline, you know, and those families want to get into their home. We had some construction done, you know, to our home. And so they were working before the hurricane. Um, they actually left a little bit earlier, but they were back Friday and they worked Saturday and Sunday. And, yep. and, and again, talking to them, this is just normal. It's normal now to work seven days a week in construction because there's just so much work and there's short timelines. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. So. Well, uh, if you'd like, you can stick around one more segment. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And if, to, if folks do want to uh, uh, reach out to you again, what's your telephone number? Uh, best way is, is through text or through phone call. And my, my cell phone number is 407-271-1854. Fantastic. We'll be back in just a moment with Kevin Kendrick of the uh, Kendrick team here on Nona.fm. <laughs> Every Wednesday morning, Kevin Kendrick joins us here on Nona.fm, and appreciate it once again. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, and good morning, Nona.fm listeners. Absolutely. So I went to a great chamber event last night. Um, really, folks have, have rebounded and gotten back into their routine pretty quickly after the hurricane. I remember in 04, now we had three hurricanes in six weeks, and so it just kind of left people in a daze. Tropical Storm Fay was another one that really mm -hmm. affected parts of Orlando that, uh, again, folks just couldn't get back on track very quickly. But I, I've, I'm seeing folks really reacted differently, and I will tell you, 
If you're new to the area, you have greatly benefited from a lot of pain that Kevin and I and other contemporaries have went through in learning about how to build the electrical infrastructure and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very nice that the majority of Lake Nona, I, and I do know that there's areas like in Isle of Pines and some parts of Eagle Creek and, you know, uh, but, you know, that that did lose power, but the majority of us have under underground power lines, uh, and many of us are attached to grids that are, you know, either associated with the hospital or a hospital, because we have multiple now, or there's on the power grid with the airport. And so, like, where I live in, in Water's Edge, I'm literally right next to the airport, and uh, we didn't lose power. We didn't, it didn't even flicker. And so, uh, you know, if we lose power, then the airport's losing power. And so, you know, that, that was just one of the benefits of, of living here that a lot of people don't think about. And, uh, you know, everywhere flooded. So having flooding uh, did happen everywhere in, in central Florida because of the torrential downpour for six straight hours. But, but to your point, uh, I think this was a hurricane that even though I think, I think people's um, hurricane staying inside, uh, maybe they, they experienced it from COVID, has, has shrunk a lot because we were forced, you know, during um, Charlie and, and Ivan and Francis, uh, you know, we were forced to stay inside yeah. uh, for a week or two weeks because of down electrical lines and, you know, down trees. We couldn't even navigate through the streets. No. And so literally, I think Thursday, Thursday evening, a lot of the restaurants in Lake Nona opened up uh, and, you know, there were people out and, you know, hey, they're like, hey, we hunkered down all day, uh, you know, evening on Wednesday, they saw the rains and then they were ready to get out again. And, you know, once Saturday hit, um, you know, I know they had baseball at um, McCoy Fields uh, going on. So the kids were out there playing baseball. And uh, we went to my wife and I on Friday night, we went to Azteca and it was packed. It was a 30 minute wait. So I think people were just ready to get out. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's not the, the fatigue of the hurricane itself as much as it is the preparation and the waiting, you know, because we kind of knew on Monday, you know, and the schools were canceled on Wednesday. Osceola was out on Tuesday, uh, you know, so it was just the waiting game. So I just think people were ready to get up and go. And, uh, you know, I know you went to the Lake Nona Chamber event last night and it was packed. Um, you know, I went to Nona Blue for lunch earlier in the day and it was packed. And I, I just think, uh, you know, people were ready to, you know, Hey, we got flooding. Um, praise God, our houses, you know, you know, are, are okay. And, uh, the, uh, power was never really went out. So for most people it was, you know, in and out and they're ready to get back to normal. Absolutely. So one of the things that we're going to see coming back, uh, of course the storm, uh, eliminated a lot of the, uh, Signs that were out for the folks that are running for office with election coming up November 8th. I'm sure we're going to see those signs come back pretty quick. I'm actually, I was surprised yesterday. I was thinking about it. I'm surprised these signs haven't hit the uh, sides of the roads more quickly, but some of the, some of the politicians have gotten them back out pretty quick. I'm surprised we haven't seen more of them yet, but we've got early voting coming and I, I tend to forget that, you know, and we've got, I think you mentioned absentee are heading out already. Uh, absentee ballots are starting to hit the mailboxes soon. And, uh, you know, so, uh, but we have an election coming up. In fact, it's, um, I almost want to say it's a month from today. It's, uh, well, it's, um, it's, it's four uh, weeks away. Yeah. Um, so it's November 8th. So yeah, just a little yep. bit more than four weeks. So the, uh, you know, so long story short, you know, we have a lot of elections that are going to impact us locally. And, uh, so, you know, just to name a few, we've got our school, you know, at least we'll speak on the Lake Nona side. Um, 
the uh, but we have uh, our school board is up for re-election. Uh, I'm sorry, it's up for the the spot is open. Our our current yes. school board member has has moved on. Yep. Um, and then we also have our county commissioner spot open. Uh, Maribel Cordero, who's the incumbent, is uh, running. Um, against, oh my gosh, I can't believe Mercedes, <laughs> Mercedes, uh, Fonseca. Yep. And so, um, who I've had the chance to meet Mercedes a few times and, yes. and, you know, she's been super great, uh, very accessible. And the, uh, so I think that's actually going to be a very hotly contested race. I think so uh, too. You have two folks who are pretty, uh, that are both, you know, have are well, they're both fit well for the job. They both have a good demeanor. I've had a chance to talk to both of them a lot. Yep. Um, and and, and Miss Cordero really has been doing a great job getting information out leading up to this storm and through the storm as well. Her her office has done a great job in that aspect. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then we also have we, we're now open for a, a new state legislative spot. Uh, you know, Renee Placencia has termed out. Uh, yeah. I know Fred Hawkins is leaving Osceola County Commission spot to run for election. And, you know, he won his primary race uh, very easily. Yeah. Uh, and I do not remember. Do you remember who he's running against? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah, it's like Rashid or something like that. But I know that he beat Tom Keene by, you know, a handful of votes. Um and then, of course, we have our our, um, our federal race, you know, that we have uh, Darren Soto, who's a four-time incumbent, running against Scotty Moore. Yep. Um, I know you and I, we've had a chance to get to know Scotty yeah. uh, and, and hear Scotty's vision for our district. And so so we've got a lot of races and, locally. And, and Scotty faced a very deep primary. There were a lot of people that turned out for that, that uh, Republican side of the ticket. Yeah, and he actually won pretty well. Yes. Uh, and he's actually done a very good, you know, the, um, he's, he's, his fundraising is, is on point. Like, I think there's, I think even the Democratic, uh, party of Florida is kind of like, hey, you know, Darren, there, there's a chance, you know, you could lose. So you need to get out there and start campaigning where Darren's never had to do that in the past because no. he could just pretty much just rely on his name and name recognition. So, um, so Darren's actually had to been, you know, campaign, uh, recently. And so, but yeah, it's been interesting to see Scotty's rise and, you know, he's a, you know, really sharp guy, really nice guy. So I've enjoyed, uh, meeting with him and, uh, I'm going to be working on setting up a time to, to interview him. My biggest struggle is I'm going to Vegas all next week. So, uh, you and I will have to, uh, remotely do it again, but, um, but, but yeah, it's just going to be an interesting time. And then actually something real quick, I know we got to go soon, but you know, we've got the quote unquote, uh, they're calling it the penny tax, but it's really not a penny tax. I think it's a very, um, you know, personally, here's the only reason why I'm not a fan. And I try not to take sides, at least publicly is you call it a penny tax, but it's not a penny tax. That's a 1% tax. And I know you may say, Hey, you know, but it's, it's one cent. Yeah. It's one cent per dollar that you spend. And, you know, realistically orange County, even though they say it's going to transportation, uh, 40% 40% of what they have earmarked is going towards SunRail, which loses money every single year. Okay, and I so, still don't think SunRail's running yet after the hurricane. Yeah, so and I that I don't even know, but so so something that we put in place that doesn't run all day that um is not efficient and the ridership is extremely low. They want to put 40% of the money towards that and then on top of that, they're not going to say, "Hey, here's our 10-year plan." So if we get if we get past the the 1% tax, then all of a sudden, hey, these are the roads we're going to build. And they haven't done that. It's just kind of like, hey, we want to open up our coffers 
And, you know, the one thing we've learned is that, you know, they have money um, in Orange County. And yes. so, but what they, you know, so uh, once again, if, if they were to give us a list and tell us more specifics, I might be able to support it. If money wasn't going to SunRail, I, I definitely would be able to, you know, behind it to support it. But SunRail has been up for what, five, six, seven years, maybe longer. I've never been on it. And every single rider, you know, uh, train that at least when I see, when I'm sitting on Orange Avenue, uh, the trains are about 75 to 80% empty. Yep. Yeah. And what little bit they were gaining pre COVID just knocked it out during COVID. And, and now yep. you've got so many people working from home anyway, that uh, my parents are frequent riders of it only because it's just crazy, you know, convenient for them. They live in, in Southern Volusia County. So it's, it's easy for them to get into downtown. They've went all the way to Kissimmee and just had lunch, but they'll tell you it is, it's sadly way underutilized. It runs well enough. It's a really nice system, but it's just doesn't fit our culture. Yeah. Orlando, you know, I mean, we could talk about this could be a whole nother segment, you know, yeah. as far as transportation, you know, Orlando, most people don't realize we, we were a small town. There was no infrastructure until 1971 when Disney came and Disney's changed the infrastructure and we just never, it just seems like they've been playing catch up for 50 years. And, and as a kid, I was always told the monorail system would be around Orlando and personally, I think the monorail system would be a lot, you know, people will say, ah, oh, but the monorail system's, um, you know, uh, not, it's expensive. That's why Disney doesn't want to run it. Mm -hmm. It might be expensive, but so is diverting tracks, train tracks, because we only really have a set of train tracks. And part of the whole thing with SunRail is we have to use the CSX tracks, yes. which cover, uh, you know, all of Central Florida. And so that's where a good percentage of the money's going is leasing out those tracks. So it's just, you know, uh, Orlando's just always been playing catch up with transportation. I was on I four yesterday for the first time, so I got to drive the, you know, that that little segment of the I four super expansion, and and it was cool. Uh, yep. But at the same time, guess what? I was still in traffic. Yep. So yeah, it's, uh, it, <laughs> I, it, not long after they finished it, yeah, there's still traffic still creeps through downtown, even yep. with the with the expansion and the um, express lines. So yep, exactly. So, yep. Well, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. We'll have a lot more chance to talk about politics here as we get closer to Election Day. And appreciate you spending uh, time with us on this Wednesday. Yep, absolutely. And I'll see you next week. We'll, we'll find a way to uh, tap in from, from Las Vegas. Sounds good. Have a great week. Awesome. You as well. This is your Exit 13 Sports Update on Nona.fm. Lake Nona High Girls Volleyball travel to Timber Creek tonight. Tomorrow night, Varsity Football travels to Dr. Phillips. UCF hosts SMU tonight for a Hurricane Ian rescheduled matchup in the Bounce House. Conference action gets underway at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Braves clinched the National League East for the fifth consecutive season with a 2-1 win over the Marlins. Red Sox blanked the Rays 6-0 as Xander Bogertz got a grand slam. Both series continue tonight. An important meeting between Orlando City and Inter-Miami tonight. Orlando shut out Inter-Miami, one to zip last time they met. The PGA Shriners Children's Open tees off tomorrow morning in Las Vegas. The LPGA is in California for the Meta Heel Championship. 
Join David Grimm and Coach Robinson every Monday night at 7 here on Nona.fm for the Exit 13 Sports Coach Robinson Show, brought to you by orthopedic sports surgeon Dr. Von der Wright. This is your Exit 13 Sports Update on Nona.fm. Good Wednesday morning, Curtis with you on Nona.fm. Coming up this afternoon, about 12 noon, SpaceX is going to be taxing some astronauts from the Kennedy Space Center heading up to the International Space Station. Uh, this is NASA's Crew 5 mission to the ISS. It's going to be three rookies, one veteran from NASA, Japan, and Russia. We're all hitching a ride on the Crew Dragon Endurance spacecraft atop a Falcon 9 rocket. And again, it's going to take off from Launchpad 39A at 12 noon today. NASA's pre-launch pre coverage, by the way, gets underway at 8.30 this morning. So you can check that out. It's on uh, YouTube. And uh, keep an eye on that. You can also find the coverage at NASA.gov as well. Don't forget, too, if you are a fan of Nona.fm, that uh, you can also check us out on your dashboard in Apple CarPlay. If you've downloaded the Nona.fm app and you have Apple CarPlay in your car, just look for the Nona.fm app in your dash. You can uh, play the live stream, which you're listening to now, or you can also to listen to the podcast, which you could also be listening to now as well. We do podcast the morning show as well. So you could uh, check out either one of those uh, and a lot of other content, a lot of other uh, uh, podcasts as well. Our Nona with Kevin Kendrick. He's got a couple new episodes that just went up. You can uh, catch the Coach Robinson show, but it's all available right there in your dashboard with Apple CarPlay. Now, your parents always told you, folks at school always said, you never walk on the right side of the street. You know, and we all do. We're out for our daily stroll. And congratulations, by the way, if you are getting out and taking that walk every day. But there's one simple mistake that can be putting your life at risk. To, to drastically reduce your chance of dying while out for a walk or run, do it against traffic. A study out of Finland of pedestrian car accidents revealed that simply walking against traffic instead of with it cut the risk of getting hit by a car by an average of 77%, which is absolutely amazing. Because in your mind, you think, I could never get out of the way of a speeding car fast enough. But obviously, it does work. And your parents and your school officials were right when you were a kid. So walk on the left side of the street facing traffic. And of course, I don't have to tell you, stay on the sidewalk if you can, please. We have enough problems here in Central Florida, that's for sure. Stick around. We've got uh, a lot more coming up this morning. Sports update. We'll also take a look and see what happened on this day in history. I have four things you didn't know yesterday, and we're going to tell you a how to avoid the afternoon slump. That's all coming up this hour on Nona.fm. Take a look at our community calendar for this Wednesday, October 5th. We've got Sunlight Yoga this evening at Dockside in Lake Nona. They're in Loria Park at 6 till 7 p.m. And then tomorrow, this is pretty cool, Mummy and Me Yoga class. This is going to be with uh, Julie Weiss from Lake Nona Performance Club. Uh, she's going to be uh, putting together this uh, yoga class for you and your little one. Tickets are just $8 and include a spot for you and one child between the ages of 6 and 8. You can buy a ticket for an additional child as an add-on ticket. 
mats are provided, but I encourage you to bring your own. So check that out along with the other, along with a lot of other upcoming events on the Nona.fm event calendar. You can find it on our website at Nona.fm or in the Nona.fm mobile app as well. Good Wednesday morning. Curtis with you on Nona.fm. Coming up in just a moment, we'll take a look at our weather forecast. I'll give you a hint, though. It's going to be beautiful. So there are four things you didn't know yesterday. We're making you wiser, one useless fact at a time. Benjamin Franklin wrote a scientific essay about farts entitled Fart Proudly. Kid you not. He was an interesting guy. If you ever get a chance, I'm sure it's uh, you can pick it up somewhere. PBS had a great documentary about uh, Benjamin Franklin that uh, spanned over several days. It was a miniseries and uh, just amazing. I've learned some amazing things about him. Very, very interesting guy. The world's oldest piece of chewing gum is over 9,000 years old. The average human produces enough saliva in their lifetime to fill two poles. Poles. We're not on a good run this morning. Farts and saliva. McDonald's sells 75 hamburgers every second of every day. Think about that. 75 hamburgers every second. And that's just Mickey D's. Kevin Kendrick's coming up in just a few moments. He's with us every Wednesday morning. Of course, he is with the Kendrick team, leading real estate team here in Lake Nona. So if you want to take Nona.fm with you wherever you go, if maybe you're listening to us on your favorite uh, smart home device or whatever the case may be, I can't say her name. It shall trigger. She's right over here to my left. But anyway, you can take the uh, app with you. Just download the Nona.fm app. Take us everywhere. Visit the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, and search for Nona.fm. You can also visit Nona.fm on your web browser and click the download buttons to install the Nona.fm app today. So we get this afternoon slump, let's call it an afternoon slump in productivity and attention. It's common, and about 200 studies prove it, or have they? Research challenges this notion, and a study found that the so-called, quote, afternoon slump is not what we think it is. Researchers at the University of Toronto monitored more than 16,000 psychology students over four months. They found that the students worked well at any time of the day or night, provided they took breaks and switched up what they were doing. A slump comes when you've been doing a task for about 50 continuous minutes, no matter the time of day. Researchers aren't suggesting that we don't get brain drain, but it's not for the reason we once believed. Coming up, Kevin Kendrick here on Nona.fm. Thank you for listening to the Nona.fm Rewind Podcast. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, while you're at it, please share it with your friends.